0: mmm that's good that's the sound of a freshly brewed episode of digital coffee and i'm your host brett deister so this episode is gonna be a little bit different i am gonna go through a new coffee that i'm drinking don francisco's Organic Malayan blend is as good as wide awake coffee. K cups. Well, you know, tune in to find out, and I'll let you know if it's as good or if you just should skip it and stick to what you love the most. I'm also going to be going through some tech news that's been going on during the week, and I'm going to be talking about addressable RGB and RGB. What's the difference? How do you know if one's gb or RGB? How do you install it? How do you make sure that your motherboard or computer is compatible with? RGB or ARGB as well. Most will be compatible with RGB. That's a spoiler right there. And just in general, why is there a difference? Why is ARGB different from RGB? All the other fun stuff. So that is what the episode is all about today. and It's going to be great. I know you're going to love it. So let's get in. First off, Don Francisco's Organic Malayan Blend. I was a little skeptical about don francisco's because i've had some of their coffee before and it didn't really wow me or it wasn't that stellar but the organic blend is really good it's on par with wide awake coffee Co. acidity there's not that much acidity it's very low on that and that's actually a really good thing it makes the coffee just nice and smooth and you drink it and you Sometimes I don't even notice you're drinking it, but there's a lot of subtle flavor notes with it. Now here's the thing about flavor notes is that you usually can taste it more with pour over coffee. That's probably the best way to actually taste the coffee. But with this, there's subtle aromas of different flavors with the Malayan blend. And so I highly recommend this as well, especially for you Keurig and you just want a really good coffee on the go, this is another really good one. A lot of coffee companies are caring about what they're roasting now because a lot of coffee drinkers are really particular about what they want. Unless you go to Starbucks and you like it, then I kind of question you a little bit because their coffee's really acidic. Most of it's really acidic. Now there can be some signature blends through Starbucks they actually care about the roasting, but for the most part, there are blends that you actually just pick up from a regular Starbucks store. It's always very acidic. It's always very burnt tasting. But that is Don Francisco's Malayan blend organic, mind you. Keurig cups, really good i'm actually enjoying it highly and it's actually not that expensive either for 12 Keurig cups i got it for about five bucks which is a really good deal but that's what i think i think you guys should pick it up try it out if you don't like it yeah well different tastes but it's good it's smooth and i really really care about the smoothness of coffee because that's what makes you drink it more now moving on to some tech news updates for you guys. First, we're going to go into YouTube TV. Now, if you guys don't know YouTube TV launched a few years ago and it was an answer to cable TV. Now, we all know about cable TV. It's really expensive. You got to have the hardware. It's clunky, it's old school. It's something that techies don't like anymore. So, YouTube came up with YouTube TV and it roughly was around 40 bucks a month for about six different people that could be on it. And it was unlimited DVR. They've raised prices just a little bit. It's about 10 to $15 difference, but it's about 50 bucks now. And it's still about half the price of what you see with cable. I like this idea because there's no setup for equipment. You have to use the equipment. It's all through online. Now there's always a downside when you're just using the cloud all the time is that it could easily be hacked as we've seen countless times. Hopefully Google has a better handling on how to not get hacked easily, we'll see. I haven't heard any reports on them being hacked on the YouTube TV side of it, but we'll see about that. But if you are looking for an alternative and a lower cost alternative, this is probably the best one for you. It has a range of different packages for channels. I usually don't watch too many channels, mostly the basic ones, which you can pick up just a regular antenna as most people don't even know. Yes, a lot. Of, there's a lot of free TV still out there, as so long as you have the right antenna. But that is the news for that one. Is that is a price increase? It's 50 bucks a month, but still the same thing. Unlimited DVR. About six people can be on the same account. It's a good way to split costs and make sure that everybody gets, you know, unlimited DVR. So what's to really to lose on this? Because there's a limited, finite space for DVR when you're doing cable. So I think this is actually still the one of the best deals you can get out there there's others like sling and which moves me into my new one is that t-mobile has just launched its tv service now they bought layer 3 a couple years ago for tv and there's been rumors that they were going to be launching their tv service and they finally unveiling it in a couple days about four days they're going to be finally unveiling this and it's not cheap it's about a hundred bucks now they're saying the average cost for cable is 107 dollars so there's seven dollar difference between it so it sounds like a good idea but they're promising that it will not actually increase in costs now if that actually is true it's remain to see but it's about 100 bucks you still have to have like a premium fee just to get it to go through your wi-fi it's a lot of added extra and some equipment costs and it's just not just doesn't seem like a very good one they're trying to dispute it and they don't look like they're disputing it very well YouTube TV on the other hand has to speed it very well and I think it's more of the future than what T-Mobile's trying to do but it is T-Mobile's first launch into TV and it's it's a well done one it's not terrible it's not great it's not it just seems like they're copying more of a cable model than YouTube TV model which would probably have been a better one in general but we'll see if people actually buy on it. I know T-Mobile has done a great job in the mobile space of disrupting what they're doing and it's actually had to make Verizon and AT&T kind of pivot their model in general but we'll see if this actually does anything I'm not really impressed with what they're offering is it's kind of a eh, it's it's a good first attempt but eh, I'm not really going to be going full throttle into this I'm just gonna be like mm, wait and see wait and see that they actually add If they'll add more channels they got kind of a very basic channel format with a lot of cable channels in there as well So we'll see what they actually offer. Plus the other problem is is that you can't actually stream through your mobile device. It's just more of a kind of controller for the equipment that they're offering. So it's kind of one step forward, one step back, and the price doesn't really make me want to spring and go get this because 100 bucks a month is 100 bucks a month. And if I can just do that with cable, I might as well just do it with cable, even though they're claiming that The prices won't increase, which I hope they don't, but you never really know. But it's up to you. My pick is YouTube TV over T-Mobile's new TV streaming service, I guess you could call it, because YouTube TV at least gives you more of a cutting-edge, disruptive way of doing TV. That's kind of how I see it, so kudos to YouTube actually doing something good for once I guess because I mean there's been a lot of calls and co- different controversies with YouTube and some of them are correct some of them are incorrect or hyperbolic so we'll see where this goes with it the price increase is not the best but it's still a reasonable enough amount of money that it's not too bad so we'll see if they actually raise it again or if they keep it same for a few years so let's hope they keep it the same for a few years because mm, always increases in prices doesn't make it as attractive as the old cable companies again so we'll see it's still 50 bucks a month it's not terrible it could be better but it's not terrible but moving on to another thing Google is actually doing that actually is smarter because security is always important to everybody I kind of like what they're doing with this the thing is you have to have Bluetooth for this so usually you had to have a, a two-factor authentication is was, I should say, the new wave of security where if you logged into your accounts with a new computer, it would send you a text message and then you would put that code in there and it would unlock it for you. However, hackers have gotten kind of clever with it and figure out a way to hack those as well. So a new way of doing it is with Bluetooth-based protocols. How safe this is is another thing, but usually if you had an authenticator, you would have to have a USB flash drive and then put that in and authenticate it. But this time, Google is allowing Android phones to be the authenticator through Bluetooth. Now you have to have Android 7 or above to actually use this. That's a really specific thing, but you have to have that. And obviously your computer has to have Bluetooth capabilities. Now desktops, it's a little dicey on that one. Mine doesn't, but the more expensive you go, the more you'll actually get the bluetooth built-in you can also buy additional extensions or hardware to actually get your desktop to be bluetooth enabled but more recent ones are allowing you to have bluetooth enabled through the motherboard mine doesn't because hey I, i got a budget but anyways i like this idea for the most part even though if your phone is hacked and you're just screwed in general but it's actually a better idea Uh, blizzard has kind of done this in a way as their authenticator app as well it's an easier way of doing it i just like the new way of this security because security is important especially if you get hacked it can be a terrible thing for you especially since hackers can just change everything and claim you are not the person that actually owns your gmail or your other personal accounts as well so it's another way of just adding another layer of security it's a paramount that you actually have really good security i always highly recommend people actually get the password managers that's either lastpass which i use dashlane and there's also a slew of other ones these actually help you in the long run because it helps you protect your passwords because it actually gives you a really hard password for someone to actually guess and you can save it through there they have the top encryption they can come out with all of them so it's another good thing and they can also put your your credit card information on there as well. So you can just easily implement that through there without hackers figuring out your credit card information or any other information that you actually type in. Cause there's a way of actually doing that, which is pretty terrible, but you got actually what people are typing in and it's kind of terrible because if they figure out what all your information is, then you're kind of your whole digital life is over and it can suck a lot of times too. So this is an interesting security feature. I kind of like the idea of going that way. I think new and inventive ways of protecting your own passwords and account information is always a better way forward because hackers are always get creative and they always figure out a way of circumventing a lot of these security protocols, especially the older they get, the easier they can figure out how to do it. So kudos to Google for figuring out new ways of protecting our privacy information and data in a way. It's not really much privacy, but it's enough privacy where I'll actually add in the privacy part. Now, moving on to the big thing about this episode, ARGB and RGB. Now, people have heard of RGB. It's usually red, green, and blue, if you didn't know what those actual letters stood for. It's primary colors of the color wheel, and it is what most PCs, especially for gaming, has. Everything's rgb horrific everything's tricked out with RGB it's the new thing it's the main thing it was a thing started around 2013 where you know they started adding colors to everything and now has been an explosion of colors that everything has lights on it it's insane even I'm like that's kind of cool but there's a lot of lights how did we get here but the new frontier is addressable RGB now RGB First of all is more of like, if you wanna think about it, is like a switch. You can tune it through usually a software to be red or blue or green. It's all or nothing with RGB and that's the main thing about RGB. Now, with ARGB, it's a little bit different. It's not all of them can be. You can do that if you want to, but you can actually now address each little light that's part of the fan somewhere usually eight they can actually be more but you can address each one of those little led lights to be a different color so if you actually want to match your theme in your desktop you could change it to the different colors of it the different colors of the rainbow and it actually looks a lot better than rgb now that's one of the differences is that ARGB, you can address each little bulb, as I said before, in different colors of lights, or you can do the full color of the rainbow. But also, it is the connection. So, RGB has usually been a 4-pin connection that plugs into your motherboard directly. With uh, modern motherboards, you can usually plug these in directly into your motherboard. There's splitters as well, especially if you have multiple different lights inside of your case. However, there are controllers as well provided sometimes. With ARGB, it's different. It's a 3-pin, and it will not go with a 4-pin. Now, a lot of people, this is where they get mixed up. They think, oh, three pins to a 4-pin. Well, I can do that. But usually the 3rd pin is a dead pin that doesn't really go anywhere. So when you try to plug it in to a 4-pin RGB setup, it will not work at all. Now, a lot of companies have provided controllers, like I said before, because of this potential issue with it. If you cannot plug it into a 4-pin with a 3-pin, then there's an issue because you can't light it up at all. A lot of the most recent motherboards do have compatibility with ARGB, but it's taken a while because a lot of times it takes a while for companies to catch up to other components. So this is a new thing. Now, that's the reason why people get really messed up because if you see a three pin you go oh it should fit the four pin but it doesn't because it's not compatible it's not compatible at all let's get this out of the way once and for all it's not compatible if you don't have a three pin and it's going to be three pins it's going to be the middle one of the four pin is going to be missing so it looks like a little weird three pin one's missing in the middle and that's when you know it's a-R-G-B, and you cannot plug it into a four pin at all. Please don't try. It will not work. You'll be frustrated, then you'll go to Amazon and be frustrated at the company because you think that they sold you something that should work but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Please stop putting those into there. I've seen too many countless Amazon reviews where it says this doesn't work, and it's like, well, it's a three pin. It doesn't work with a four pin. Let's get this out of the way now. It won't work. You'll have to have a controller. If you don't have a controller, you gotta find you gotta buy a new one you gotta buy a new controller if it doesn't come with it now it's weird if they don't come with it but it does happen it's all depending on the company's stance and what they're actually going to do to help you out now some air coolers or fans are not created equal some fans are really loud some fans are not some fans are really good at the coloring some are not it just really depends on your like and your taste of it i would go and see if you can actually see either a youtube demo of it to actually see the color of the lights and how you know loud the fan is because especially if you're doing a podcast like me or anything else streaming and stuff you always want everything to be quiet that's the biggest thing right now is quiet it looks good but it has to be quiet now moving on to how you set it up is that always make sure that you have a splitter especially if it has more than one connection and once again, please make sure the lighting is plugged into the right connection. It's important to know this. The right connection, the right connection, the right connection. Now luckily, Gigabyte is now supporting the 3-pin ARGB. They didn't before initially, but they finally hem and hawed and finally actually supporting it. So, all major motherboard companies are supporting the 3-pin ARGB. Now that's a problem with standardizing, especially with new ways of doing things, is that sometimes standardizing takes a while. This time it's all standardized to be a three pin. So be sure when you're actually buying your new motherboard that you check to see if it has ARGB on it. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult because they actually don't put it in there, but it should be a a good feature for them to actually put in their advertisement. Just check to be sure that it is a three pin because if there is no three pin, you're in trouble to actually hook it up to your motherboard because some people like to set up the lighting through their motherboard software. Like I said before, a lot of companies that are doing ARGB do have their own software where you can set it up. Now some are not always created equal. Some are very, well, light on the features. They're kind of a little clunky. Some are really good. I would say Corsair is probably one of the better ones to actually have lighting. Rokat, at least for my keyboard wise, has a pretty good one too. Uh, There's other ones that eh, need some work, need some, you know, a little bit more time incubating, a little bit more time Updating, I would hold off on it. It's just one of those things. I've worked in the gaming industry for a little while, or I should say, more the PC component industry for a little while, and I've seen various different programs, designs, UI designs. Some are great. Some they actually care about, and some of them they're just utilizing what they've been utilizing since the '90s, or they're just launching it really quickly because they need to get something out there. So. Software, on the other hand, is not always created equal as well, just like the components. Some of your coolers are better, some fans are better, some lighting on fans are better, and some aren't. But please be sure to check that your motherboard is able to hook up ARGB fans. Now that you know this, please set up your computer wisely. Please just just check, just for me. I know I'm pleading with you guys, but just check for me. Now, moving on to actually a really great deal that I just found this week on AppSumo. Restream.io has recently done an AppSumo where you can buy the more premium version of Restream for $49 lifetime. That's lifetime. So you can actually do Facebook business and groups without actually having to pay paying an extra fee. I actually really like this. If you use Restream, I highly recommend this, especially if you want to multi-stream to different platforms, or you just want to stream to one platform, a nice, easy way of doing it. It helps out a lot. I recommend it's $49 for a lifetime fee. That's actually a really great deal because it's usually about four bucks a month to do custom RTMP, which is, if you guys don't know about streaming, RTMP is basically the HTTPS of streaming. It's the best way of doing it. You also have stream keys as well just kind of like the password to it so if you want to do more than one streaming from one from more than one different platforms this is the best way to go it's the easiest way to go it's i can't really praise this enough because it's really easy to set up i set it up for about 10 minutes not that difficult but it's really great so i challenge you to go over there see if you like it pick it up for 49 bucks if it's too much for you i understand they still have a free service as well so you're not missing out there's other extra features as well, especially with scheduling out live streams is another great way of doing it. So just check it out, check out the features. If it's something you want, I will put the link in the description below. So you can go directly to AppSumo and check out the deal. It's a really great deal and don't miss out on it. And now that is the end of digital coffee. Thank you for tuning in. And next week I will be going through kind of more of a topic, It may center around toxicity. I'm still trying to figure out if I want to do this or not, but it might be that. Also, looking for more coffee as well. So if you guys have any ideas for coffee I should try out, please let me know. Or if you're a coffee company, please reach out to me at bdicester at digitalcoffeepodcast.com. If you want me to try out your coffee, I'm more than willing to do it or DM me through any of the Digital Coffee Podcast social media profiles, which is Instagram, digitalcoffee with one E, Twitter the same thing Facebook the same thing or discord at gamers cafe as well and please if you like this please subscribe to iTunes Spotify Google podcast any one of these out there I am on for you to easily find please once again subscribe and comment or give a review so it makes me understand what I need to do to make it better for you guys in general also If you're feeling like you need some digital coffee merch, I got a merch store on digitalcoffeepodcast.com. Got some various different clothing, coffee mugs, jackets now as well. So go pick those up. And I will see you guys next week. Have a great day and keep on drinking some great coffee.